It's Big Chuck from Elite Eight Showdown. Hey, did you know that the podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network? You can find all of our podcasts over at professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Hello, everybody. Guess what? It's that time again. That's right. Wait, did I roll a wild? Your Marvel Crisis Protocol vlog is here. We're live. I'm here. Uh, some might say Dan is also here. But very specifically, we have a very special guest this week, uh, Mr. Mike Tisdale. Uh, who we met at Adepticon, uh, the, the, the big head honcho, the T.O. of all the Marvel Crisis Protocol events that ran at Adepticon this year. Uh, Mr. Mike, how are you? Not too bad. How are you? Good. Um, so <laughs> we got a whole bunch of stuff that we we're going to talk about this week. Uh, we got our first look at some affiliation boxes that are going to be coming out for Marvel Crisis Protocol that yeah. are going to help new players or players that have skipped certain releases uh, catch up very quickly yeah. by being able to get uh, actually pretty stellar discount with a discount like and, and not a small one either. No. Um on some affiliations, we're going to go over uh, the game that I played against Taylor this past Monday at twitch.tv slash uh, professional casual network, where I got to try out Nate GG, Mr. Gamer Guild himself, uh, his oops, all rapid fire and rerolls list, oops, which was uh, actually like a whole ton of fun. I'll also be playing. The yeah, that go for it. Oh, I was going to. I saw that list, and that list looks like a blast. It looked brutal. It is surprisingly lethal. Like, I'm excited to hear about how things went because yeah. I missed a lot of the end of yeah. the game putting kids to bed and stuff. But uh, it was uh, oddly enough, like all of the the streamed games that we've been doing recently are like bloodbaths where there's only like one or two models left, and this one has been <laughs> no different. Yeah, you, Mister, complains about his dice roll, how bad you roll all the time when you consistently wipe out your opponents into one model or none. Yeah, just think about how much sooner I could do that if I could roll good. <laughs> all right, fair. <laughs> but... It just happened quicker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're also going to talk a lot about the what if event and remember if you haven't already you can sign up for uh, our own version of the what if event that's going to be at bearded dragon games um, you can check out the facebook the link is right down below facebook.com slash professional casual to sign up for that on Longshanks. i believe there's only three to four spots left if that does get filled up just shoot us a line and i'll kick dan or myself or, or taylor out of playing as well uh, i offered that's true to get you're not kicking me out. I offered to give up my spot to somebody else in the community if that that is be. that is that is very true. Um, Take it from me. Uh, listen, you can't you can't quit. You're fired. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's that's how we roll here. Uh, in addition to that, I feel like there was something else we were going to talk about. Oh yeah, how I was super wrong Power last piece. week about my Asgardian picks. Uh, apparently, it's not going to be Alligator Loki and uh, on Destroyer's body on Destroyer's body. And no announcement for um, Alligator Loki on Destroyer Body's uh, terrain feature in the background either. So 
rolled a rolled a whole bunch of zeros there. Yeah, I hope that they're just saving that for like next week to show. Oh, we have Asgardian terrain now. Yes, because that would be uh, an instant buy, almost certainly. In the back of that picture, it did look like there was some Asgardian terrain. Yeah, so, first yeah. it looked like an archway or something, and then yeah. like a statue of a warrior. Like, yes, I want that. That sounds awesome. Well, and super specifically too, like some some more fantasy style terrain, or any, or just the introduction of more fantasy style terrain for MCP would actually be a really nice addition, I think, as a whole. Another mat too. Yeah. Um, that said, games played and hobby thoughts, or more specifically, hobby thoughts. Uh, Mike and Dan, did you guys complete anything this week? Did you work through any sprue backlog that you have? Get any paint on some models, or not really nothing. I took a few models out of the display case that weren't totally done and put them on my paint tray. I mean, listen. That's about as far as I got. I bought some new brushes today. A progress is progress. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you, Mike? Uh, in the past week and a half, it looks like I've painted Blade, Moon Knight, Nick Fury and the Shield Agents. Wow. Juggernaut and Rogue. Nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. So that's a big list. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. I mean, after the first model you mentioned, you, you know, you know, I've already you've already lapped me four times in what I've done in the last decade. So <laughs> <laughs> you painted like a termagant. Well, I know four years ago. I, I I contrast painted most of a turvagon. Oh, turvagon. That's what it was. Yeah. Very different. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't have a crew of people to paint my models for me, so I've got to do it myself. You know, I don't have a crew of people Dan, to paint Dan, my models Dan's anymore. Dan's going to paint my models. Oh, Dan's going to paint my AOS stuff. So it is canon. Uh, that is super cool of you to do that for him, Dan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> out of those models that you did this week, Mike, uh, is there anything that really stuck out that was really, really fun to do or that was more difficult than you were anticipating? I am a giant fan of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, TV show. Yeah. Mm. So I really wanted to do Nick Fury and the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And the Nick Fury model, I think, is really, really cool. There's a, a lot of cool detail on there. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, I'm an idiot, and I glued all my S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to the base. And <laughs> so I painted Nick Fury, and it was awesome. And then I had to paint them, and I hated myself. So... <laughs> <laughs> Did you do anything neat with the shield agents? Did you try to base them off of uh, characters Power from the show girls. or or the? Uh, I painted girls? them. I mean, there you go. More than you've done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming out swinging, I like it. It's incredibly accurate. So, so I'm I'm actually holding out hope for a Phil Coulson model or a Melinda May or a Grant Ward. Like the, it would be cool if we got named shield agents. So I didn't want to paint any of those shield agents like anybody from the show in hopes that we get some of those named shield agents later. So, like, yeah. I, so like with, there's been a couple models Dan, and maybe this is true for you too, uh, that I had painted, uh, I, I had my, my Hulk painted as red Hulk with a mustache because I was like, Oh, I really like red Hulk. And when Thunderbolt Ross funny. transforms into red Hulk, he loses his mustache somehow. So we got to get that on there. But if a Red Hulk model ever comes out, I assume I'll just paint that Red Hulk as, you know, regular old Green Hulk or maybe like Mr. <laughs> Fix-It or something. Like Chuck and his Daredevil. So he painted the first Daredevil that came out of Shadowlands. Yeah. Oh, no, he did the red and yellow costume, yeah. didn't he? But the Shadowlands, he painted all red. Mm hmm Which is like, I mean, do what you want. They're your models. 
Well, for shielding, I would love to see a Phil Coulson Quake box. I think would be right. Oh, yeah, like be that more, would be super cool. Or Phil Coulson and Maria Hill would be a cool box. Yeah, would be a great addition to that roster too. Just, I, I don't know what like, they would do, but it'd be neat. I'd like to see a Captain America Agent of Shield. Like that would be super cool as well. Yes, like Sans totally helmet. Agree. Yeah, like yeah, from the yeah. movie, or there was a there was a comic run, I believe, where he was director of Shield himself. So I think so. He's got that same look as Nick, the Nick Fury model does. Yeah, he's the, got the yeah he's the dark got the blue same. and just the thing yep. across the chest. Yeah, uh, Dazzler as well, once headed <sighs> Shield, which would be a baller release to oh. be able to flesh out X Men and Avengers. Captain and America it... Dazzler box, yes. <laughs> Dazzler's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't necessarily disagree there until I saw her up against Black Bolt and just be his off switch. Uh, I mean, that was she, he that was a bad matchup for Black Bolt. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's yeah. his hard counter. But that's I mean, the rock to his scissors. Very accurate. But <laughs> I mean, to, to Mike's point, I always thought of Dazzler as kind of like a ugh, Dazzler until I saw that. And I was just like, oh, she just leveled that dude. She seems like a joke character in a lot of ways, but she's not really. She just comes across like that often. She's taken as seriously as Disco is. He's a better Jubilee, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not, not wrong there. Jubilee does have a dragon son now, so that's kind of cool. Well, she has a dragon every son? Every time in like one of the Crisis Protocol groups, I see people who are like, I want this model or I want this model. Generally, I'm like, oh, that would be cool. But there's a lot of people that are like, I want Jubilee. And I'm like, why? Yeah, you gotta there's, have still. There's a long list Jubilee. I want before Jubilee. <laughs> right? Most of it's Iceman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm kind of surprised he's not out. He's one of the original X-Men. Mm-hmm. We just have Iceman and Angel left for original X-Men. I'd be fine with that box. Yeah. Feathered Wings or Archangel version. I don't care. I mean, I'm hoping we get an apocalypse at some point. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. an apocalypse. You like with a Thanos UE. box with a UE built in? Mm-hmm. That would be, yeah. Um, pre-order day one and a super unique new affiliation where he can uh take anyone kind of like dark dimension and make him uh his uh horseman but he has to i know it'll, ne- I know it'll never happen but i want to see an age of apocalypse affiliation where he can take any any four people as his horseman yes. and i think that would be a lot of fun oh, that'd be so cool they just had like a card that went with the character that said like this like I made Gambit death. Yes. And you know, I made yeah. uh rogue war and I'm, you know, what I like give them that, like an upgrade of some kind, like maybe it's like a like gem. An infinity gem. Yeah, yeah. Like it costs one threat and it gives them something and they become the four horsemen. Oh, that sounds awesome. Fine. There you go. We could have still Three. man as the war horse of pestilence. When we finally get Turk Barrett for part of the infinity watch, Mr. Fear, he yeah. can be, you can make him like famine. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, now, Mike, tell us about your background with Adepticon. How long have you been involved with it? What drew you to Marvel Crisis Protocol? And and how was uh, putting everything together for, for this first back-in-person Adepticon uh, this past year? Um, so I've been involved with Adepticon since maybe 2015. So not a not a long time. Um, and I just helped with setup and tear down initially. And as time's gone on, I've taken over more responsibilities and been assigned more things. Um, 
start on like the terrain crew set up tear down that sort of stuff okay um coming back after this year or after the two years off was incredibly difficult it was a very very difficult process um because we were just out of practice Mm -hmm. you know uh when you have that one year gap between shows you generally stay in stay in rhythm you have about three to five weeks off then you start up with ideas for next year terrain for next year things like that and you're just you have these beats that you hit every every month or two and when you're not in that in that rotation of of events it becomes very very difficult so this it it felt good that it went off uh pretty much without any major issues um like it yeah and it just i think the attendees had a really really good time so i'm very happy with how it came out the entire staff really like we're doing double work because we lost we lost a lot of volunteers over over the time because some people got out of the hobby and things like that so yeah. uh, it was uh it was a tough task but i'm 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 very proud that we we pulled it off the way we did very legitimately i mean granted it was our first one and we we don't have a, a whole heck of a lot of convention experience but i mean uh, very legitimately we had we there was no way for us to have tell that you guys had a couple of years off everything. Yeah, it was, it was pretty spot. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty impressive that we were able to get, um, all that stuff up and running, um, and bring you guys in, get you guys set up. We, we streamed more this year than we've ever have in the past. Like we had Armada X wing, we had Marvel crisis protocol. Um, we streamed a bunch of 40 K and AOS, I believe. Um, and that that adds another wrinkle into the whole thing yeah. um because you have to deal with all that all the 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 land drops and wi-fi and equipment not working and things like that yeah. so it adds a whole nother dimension into it so tell us a little bit about how what was the the inspiration for the what if event um was that something that you guys kind of borrowed from someplace else or was that something you and the, the team there kind of you know brainstormed up or how how tell us how what if came into being as a format because it's something that we absolutely adored yes well because it was successful it's all my idea from scratch <laughs> i mean i'm just great i mean i don't know what to tell you it's like we have uh, big chuck right here i was gonna say bastion <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there was a game called uh, Guild Ball that I played uh, a ton. I love that game. And it, um, it had a format called a snake draft where all you did was you drafted models and, and um, you got to play whatever models you drafted. Um, but I thought I was a big fan of the What If comics when I was a kid. And I, I, the TV show and everything is really, really cool now. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we brought that into Marvel Crisis Protocol? And, but we did it where you could draft a leader and whoever else you drafted played as that affiliation. You didn't just play these individual models. You could play all of it as a team. So Hank and I discussed that, thought it would be a fun format, kind of put it together. Um, and unfortunately we didn't really have any, any time to play test it. Um, so we were kind of hoping that it turned out well. And it, I, I think it did. I think it was one of the formats that I was really, really happy with out of Adepticon. 
Yeah, I mean, well, and, and just as a even as a spectator sport, it was like just really fun to watch what people were picking and how and just kind of those live reactions of what yeah. leaders were going to be leading what affiliation with who else in it. I, it was he had no idea what was going to come onto the table. Yeah. Even though like we we talked through the whole drafting of it, but it was hard to keep up with that. And then it was like, all right, these people are up. Who knows what they're going to play? Like, oh, they put right. Magneto down. That doesn't mean anything for the rest of their squad. It was <laughs> right? so cool. It was uh, it was just really neat to see it played in such a different way. And it worked just fine. There's, I think shows a lot about the, this game that you can play it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really cool. It was I like the format a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm upset that I couldn't get more models done for it because there are some interactions I wish I could have seen. Like it would have been cool to see what uh, a specific one I was thinking of was Blade. It would have been cool to see what you could have done with that Midnight Sun's ability yeah. with whoever you could have drafted with it. Um, couldn't get it done in time, so that's my fault. But but that's one I wish I could have I, I could have seen there to see how that one played out. Um, were there any combos or uh, leaders with with specific? Uh, teammates that you were expecting to see that you didn't not so much combos because i didn't put a lot of thought into these models all work really well together because i always assumed they would get drafted differently but the one leader ability i'm surprised that didn't go first was uh steve rogers because that ability would just play well with anybody you drafted yeah and i think he was like the third or fourth leader taken and that really surprised me because just the versatility of that of his leadership ability i expected him to go number one and i think of course thanos went number one but i I was actually surprised by that that thanos i i same i expected rogers to be first Mm -hmm. and thanos to be relatively high because he is a strong piece but I did not expect him to go first. And it was just like, boop, like, I forget who it was, but they had no hesitation. They wanted to table and grab Thanos right away. Like, they knew they were taking him. And, uh, I once, yeah, I also thought Steve Rogers would have been the first to go. And uh, what it was Nate GG, right? That ended I think up he, yeah. yeah. And it's his, yeah, you know, his maybe of choice. Or something like that. Yeah. I think he took him fifth round, fifth, uh, uh, in the fifth position. Which, like I said, I, I just couldn't believe. Yeah. I also thought Magneto would go higher. I, I didn't think he went very high. I thought he went maybe fourth or fourth or sixth or something like that. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of models that can destroy terrain, and you could just reach out and get any of those for him. You know, there's models like Punisher that can do all sorts of things with terrain and yeah. things like that, that I was like, oh, this would be an interesting interaction. But I, I don't think Magneto ended up with Punisher. I think Punisher was still on the table. Yeah, Punisher, as, as far as I recall, did not get drafted. That was a surprise, and Modok not being drafted, what I thought yeah. was surprising, because he was a power piece for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, we had on the table, and, and I don't know if he's bad now, but he's definitely tuned down, so I think people are just like, oh, he's not he's not busted anymore, we're not going to take him. And mm-hmm. he, I think he's just fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't really play ball a lot, so I don't. I don't really end up with them, but uh, I think he's I think he's still good. Yeah, same. I plan on taking him to a tournament in two days. Yeah. I might switch him out for Cassandra Nova just for shtick, but. Because <laughs> <laughs> you dislike yourself? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he'll probably stay. So um, 
Now, how about some interactions that popped up that you didn't expect? One for us, very particularly, was a Black Panther-led uh, Wakanda list with Rocket and Group being able to deadly duo in the same turn. <laughs> that's that's the one I was going to point out because I never thought of that. Yeah. Uh, until until I saw it, and it actually because when I didn't just. Uh, I didn't just run the Marvel Crisis Protocol stuff. I had to do other stuff with the convention as well. So I had to, I didn't get to see a lot of the games, but I did get to watch the streams later. Um, so that was one combo that I saw at the time that I was like, oh, wow, that's going to be really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So many plasma gunshots. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. My two threat character just wiped out your whole right flank well and it's so <laughs> wild too because just the way dice end up being sometimes we saw i think in the contest of champions was it with um nate horn and omnis where deadly duo just did nothing yeah he, i think he did one damn one or two damage between yeah. all three shots total which was just like oh yeah and there's the same game where he played the, is it a crew Milano where you roll for each character and they get something different and he stunned lovable misfits. Yeah. That one, he stunned yeah. more characters than he did anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, that was not worth it. Oh, that's just, that's so rough. Um, now as far as obviously you didn't get a chance to play in it. We, we haven't gotten a chance to play in it yet. What, what is your number one pick going into it? Do you have an absolute lock or are you a little bit flexible with it? Obviously, uh, Steve yeah. Rogers. Yeah. I mean, there's the shield right there. It's got to be Steve. <laughs> and and who would you build out with Steve? See, that that's the brilliance of that pick though. You you it doesn't matter. in my opinion, it doesn't matter. You can you can evaluate what's left and you can say, "Oh, that reduction in that power would be good with in Avengers with Steve instead of, you know, oh, that might be a little expensive otherwise to play." Mm. Well, and I, yeah, that's super true. And I guess there's only there's kind of characters that you just kind of wouldn't pick like War Machine, for instance, doesn't really have a lot to spend superpower wise, if if anything. I think Correct. it's like Iron Man. Well, Iron Man has one thing. I yeah. don't think War yeah. Machine has any. Yeah, I don't. Believe yeah, you that. would look for someone who has ideally you would look for someone who has uh, a bit of an overcosted yeah. superpower and then you could reduce it becomes more playable at that point and you can try things out at that point and throws just i mean the amount of more throws that you can get when you have a potential 50 to 30 or 33 to 50 percent power reduction yeah it can just be yep. real nice super good oh yeah um i think my if i had first or if he was still available i'd like to try blade it's a bump in the night with whoever and then try to fill it with a bunch of big bases just because yeah well, and just to have Siege of Darkness and stuff, I mean, similar to the Wakanda thing where, yeah. you know, Wakanda Forever, Siege of Darkness, just on everybody, everyone counts is, is really an awesome uh, prospect. Mm. Now, as far as affiliations that weren't involved, actually just kind of specifically one of the bigger ones, not bigger ones, but one of the two that I guess have come out since then, a Convocation. How, if assuming the models were, were all out in far enough in advance to be able to get them done in time, how would you have done convocation as far as picking affiliation leaders? Would it be as long as you chose them kind of at the start, if you were choosing a convocation unit with that card, or would you kind of do that in a different way? I, 
I think the the easiest way to do that is you have to pick them at the start. Um, you just you establish, hey, this is my leader. Once you once you start, once you draft, this is my this is the leader that I'm going to play at that point. I think that's the cleanest way to do it. Yeah. Um, and it, it prevents. Um, one thing I didn't want to see is people taking a bunch of leaders uh, just for for stacking leadership abilities. We didn't think that would be be necessarily great. You know. Yeah. Um, we wanted people to pick a direction and go with that. So I think just picking that at the beginning would have been the the way to go with convocation. So as far as the draft rules went, was that kind of the standard? Your first pick was, in fact, the affiliation that you were going to be using, or were people allowed to pick multiple leaders and kind of choose? So it was the first leader you you took had to be your uh, your uh, the faction you took. So okay. if you if you decided to not take a leader round one, if you want if there was another piece you wanted, you could have done that and not declared a faction till till later. But I think everybody took a leader round one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody did. Yeah. But yeah, the first leader you drafted was the one that you were kind of stuck with. Okay. I think that's a good kind of clean, simple way to do it too. Instead of it was supposed to be a fun, it was supposed to be a fun format. There weren't supposed to be like you know too many gotchas built into it or anything like that. And if you were if you if you got lucky to have multiple leaders at that point, you could have built a lot of that into it. So yeah, we just thought you know hey, we'll just first leader you take that's the one you're stuck with. Um, and I th I think it worked out. I th I think people were pretty happy with it. I heard literally zero complaints about Same. the format. Everyone seemed to really, really, really enjoy it. Um, is it, and, and granted, you know, if, if this is a question you can't answer, if this is top secret information, by by all means, just tell me to go paint my own models. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but next year, are we going to see what if again? Do you think that that is uh, going to continue to uh, develop through Adepticon or? I, I would like to. Um, I, I think it was a fun format. I think it was because um, the, the team tournament and the uh, contest of champions, uh, the team up event and the contest of champions were uh, kind of draining on the judges staff. We were kind of light on judges this year. Um, it was pretty much just uh, myself and Tim Simpson doing it. We had we had a couple other help. We uh, people come in and help. But we did the majority of the lifting, and those two days were very difficult because they were very long. Uh, as you guys know, you stream the whole thing. <laughs> um, but uh, so the what if event was a nice casual event, you know, pretty easy. Set, the setup was was kind of uh, labor intensive, but after that, everything worked real well. Everybody was casual with it. It was a nice way to kick off. Adepticon, I felt, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of with a fun format that wasn't wasn't too too uh, um, too competitive or anything like that. I, very legitimate. I think that that was kind of perfectly placed throughout the week to kind of get that not not a soft open, but an open where everyone's kind of being a little bit more jovial. You got some fun stuff going on, and before the the competition really kicks in to really yeah. set the tone very nicely. And I I will say, as far as tournaments and stuff that we've been to. Not 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 a nicer community out there than the MCP group was for real. Like just as far as like, oh, you forgot this card, you didn't have it, it got lost in the plane, this that the other thing. Yeah, you can absolutely use mine. I have one, and you know, it was just it was nice to nice to see in in the wargaming community. Uh, yeah, there was a gentleman. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, but he came over from Europe. Yeah, and he didn't have 
Was his name Gil? Gil. Yep. Yeah, Gil. He Great forgot, guy. or not forgot, but his tokens got caught up uh, in his luggage. He, they didn't show up the first day, so he signed up to play. So I just gave him my token box. I was like, you can use whatever I have in there for for whatever. I saw that multiple times over the weekend. Yeah, you know, um, it, and I, I haven't been to any big events uh, due to COVID or anything like that. But it was very, very nice to see how um, it was very nice to see how the community is for Marvel Crisis Protocol, and I'm really, really happy with it so far. Um, yeah, absolutely. Same. It was. I mean, just I, I don't want to say surprising that everyone was just so awesome during all of the events, but even a competitive tournament, people were very forgiving about oh, mistakes yeah. and things. Um, I think it was the team tournament, but like there was a big goof with Quicksilver grabbing a civilian with his tactics card. Yeah. That uh, luckily some uh, viewer on the stream was like, hey, he can't do that a little while later when we we're, you know, I think it was in the next turn. They're like, wait a minute. It was a couple turns past. Like, like it was it a was, bit back and yeah. everybody was super cool about like, all right, well, we'll put that back. We'll take those points oh. off. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, no questions like, oh, that was our mistake. We'll fix it. Yep. And that's so awesome and kind I hate to say it, but a kind of a breath of fresh air in a lot of the board gaming communities. Not all of them are like that. Correct. Well, even the, I felt that even the guys that were um, kind of the, hate making this distinction, but kind of the guys that were there for the competition aspect, mm -hmm. they were even very chill, very even tempered with people. Cause there was, um, I don't know if you guys know, but there was a guy that was playing in the affiliation battle on Sunday whose whole point was to play the card Gene yeah, and then yeah. stream Gene. <laughs> I think we got him on, did we get him on stream at the end? I, I think so. I feel I like remember. we did, but I, I remember I talking to him did. and that was every single game he played Wolverine and Cyclops and Gene just so he could go, Gene! <laughs> right? And, so and amazing. From from the guy who was, who was just awesome to, you know, your higher level, the guys that were there just for competition like everybody was great yeah. um i had good conversations with a bunch of people when i had some free time um but yeah i couldn't be any happier with the community as of right now yeah for real um as far as changes that you may make going forward with that particular format does anything immediately come to mind as as tweaks for you put you guys to work earlier you guys should have streamed the draft i don't know why you did I mean, <laughs> I'm blaming you 100%. We we commentated the draft as it was happening behind us. Yeah, but I think like Taylor was running over him and was like, oh, this guy yeah. just got picked. Yeah. Like it was a, was a really bad edition of the NFL draft. Like it was, uh, to be fair, it was very uh, casual at a, at a, at a right, limited yeah. professional level. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I would like to. Uh, I think that would be cool to kind of stream if you guys want to do that oh, next that, year. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think the only rules tweak, though, is the draft got a little long um, at times. And I, what I would, I think I would like to do is either put a 60-second or 90-second clock on the picks. Um, I think that's plenty of time. I don't think yeah. it's yeah. I don't think it's too little time. It's not um, like people but have just to, to kind of keep things moving. Yep. Because they got there were some some people that took and, and we didn't put a timer on it. We didn't rush people or anything like that because we had never done this before. 
Um, but there were some people that took maybe three to five minutes to pick a model sometimes. And that kind of bogs down getting the tournament started, makes it run, you know, longer. And especially at a show like Adepticon, people have stuff that they're like, okay, this is going to end at 430. I've got stuff I want to go do at seven. Yep. You know, and then the longer you run, the worse it is for those people. So just make sure we're, we're keeping the draft aspect moving. Other than that, the timing ran really well on the one tournament. Yeah. Yep. And that was something we plan on doing for our event, right? The 60 second yeah. timer. Figure we try out 60 seconds and because that's my that's my initial idea. I think 60 seconds is is plenty of time. Hank wants me to do 90 seconds, so I, I will probably mess around with those two and kind of see. He just doesn't want people to feel super rushed. Yeah. And I don't think another 30 seconds is going to break break the time bank or anything, but yeah um, uh, 60 seconds is where i was at well and especially I, I think it makes a lot of sense to to heavily flirt with 90 seconds because as the roster continues to expand you know yeah there, there is a lot more to choose from by next adepticon we could have 200 models to pick from how many do we know how many we have currently it's, it's over certainly 100. over 100 yeah so uh i want to say it's like 130 that was i, I could was be thinking around there I think it's around 130. I could count all my models, but I don't want to. <laughs> but we'll just take a five minute break for you to count them all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, I think that's kind of a solid way to go to it too. And I like how it kind of naturally scales too for the amount of character or the amount of players that you could potentially support in it as the uh as the character list and the roster list kind of slowly expands. Um do you feel there's a sweet spot for it uh player wise would on a long enough scenario to be able to scale this particular type of format up do you have multiple pods going of well adepticon first and foremost is a is a fully painted convention so we have to have every miniature there painted yeah so if you have multiple pods the 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 problem you run into is I've got a fully paint. I'll have a fully painted collection in a couple weeks, but finding another one and then another one where someone is willing to say, yeah, go ahead and take my models and, you know, have a bunch of, of people I don't know, play with them for the entire day. That that's one of the things you're going to run into. And I, I understand it. Um, so finding, finding all those extra models might, might be a, might be an issue. But I, I think 16 would work really well for it. I think we capped it at 10 or 12 this year. But I think 16 would be a nice number that I would feel that I would feel comfortable. And if we ended up with, you know, 230 models and we had a, an interest, maybe you break it into to two 16 man tournaments. Yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, but We'll, we'll deal with that when we when we absolutely have to <laughs> right so so dan and i are certainly going to get uh that experience here uh later in the month as we put our models up um and i want to say everybody at adepticon i got no models back with any damn with, with any damage awesome. everything was perfect all right so and any of the guys who are watching this that use my models you guys did awesome i appreciate it so real quick in chat tarkin sweet biscuit says there are 108 characters currently by his count by their count that's what I said, 108. I didn't say 130. <laughs> it was a joke. So that's the shtick here is if we're incorrect, eh, it was just some shtick. It was a joke. Yeah. Ah, very funny. We did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think and, and 16 is still kind of an impressive number to be able to have with with one 
effectively collection of models. Yeah. I feel. Uh, do do we have that many? Are there sixteen leaders? close or someone stuck with sins. i think there is quick chat how many leaders are there yeah come on tarkin <laughs> um is still because some of those impressive number to i think we have 16 affiliations or, or we're close and some of those affiliations have two leaders yeah well and, and avengers has three and yeah so i think probably would be my guess that and there's heavily rumored that that new Black Order card is going to be like Convocation, which will make, you know, which will add, what, six more leaders to that affiliation? Yeah, and I, I know Mike is probably stoked for that as a huge Black Order fan. <laughs> no. I, I, <laughs> just no. <laughs> I will say, uh, you know, at least in, in that respect, Black Order was pretty underrepresented during the contest of champions right until the championship game well yeah. a lot of a lot of people had thanos and, and those and proxima and corvus though even though they weren't necessarily playing black order so i i i think that may be the better way to play black order as a splash and you only need three models to do it yeah. um so they were they were represented plenty i felt oh that's fine. i i saw i saw a bunch of them but but very i agree with you there, there were very few actual just straight black order player it's it's unfortunate that there's no crossover with other affiliations in black order at all at this point we're hoping a little something with black swan how she tends to like kind of play different angles um yeah she might be part of something else but like without gamora or nebula as part of black order they've got they don't dip their tone anything else yeah. well and if if they have uh, the ability to take a different leader or some flexibility, maybe you won't see Thanos all the time as their leader. If you know you run a smaller points, they have some more flexibility. Um, it may make their roster choices more interesting going forward. Because mm. okay. I feel like every Black Order player just starts Thanos, Proxima, Corvus, and they're yeah. kind of just okay playing those if they have to. Yeah. Tarkin gave us a count of 26 leaders. Oh. I think that includes all of Convocation. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. More than so enough. we could do sixteen next year. Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely get more leaders by then. I mean, we just got two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess. What if? <laughs> I don't know. I thought I, I totally had something in my mind there, and it's just gone. Just left. Uh, like Chuck painted oh. my models. It is just no more. Um, but. Mr. Dan, what? Assuming, assuming, assuming that you are in fact in, able to play, mm -hmm. what if? If you have first pick, or if your first pick isn't taken, uh, similar to to Mr. Uh, to Mike, what's uh, what are you looking at first to draft? I said Blade. Oh, that's right, you did say that. I want to bump in the night. Uh, I like Blade a lot. I think he's got a lot going on. He's a piece I'd like to get more experience with anyway. Yeah, because I really like the um midnight suns affiliation just wish there i like that wish there was anybody else too. in the affiliation that had bleed oh. to beef up blade right well i'm sorry i missed that mike what was that oh i'm sorry i uh i think his model is really cool i like it a lot so seeing it on the table and playing it is is fun it's like a bonus it's tactical crazy. undead too is <laughs> right pretty sweet i mean especially better than the tactical rock 
Right, or the tactical sewage that the lizard has. Oh, I love it. But I, I was hoping zombies ha- all had rocks, though. I thought that would be amazing. Like if they just had rocks <laughs> in their hands. Fantastic. My favorite are the tactical rocks that are tiny, tiny. Like just like uh, I think it's Honey Badger and uh, Miss Marvel's normal size. Like there's just this little tiny rock that she's on just to give that little bend in the knee. Those and that rock favorites. grows when she grows. Like apparently, it's just part of her shoe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the tactical ropes on the shield agents, though? I mean, I like those. They look rad, personally. Right? It brings me back to way like, better than the tactical rock. Right. It brings me back to like third edition D anD. d It looks like rope trick going off, like <laughs> which I really appreciate. Tarkin did confirm that twenty six liters is counting one for convocation. So there's a lot more than I thought. Oh yeah. Okay. So it sounds like we can already do 30 players as long as everyone only drafts, what, four characters? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, and, and especially too, if that, if that first of the Black Order does end up turning out to be a something where you can move around the leader of uh, Black Order similar to Convocation, that'd be even more. That'd be really cool. Upwards of 35, 40. Getting there. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, as far as just being a TO in general, was uh, is MCP one of the first things that you've TO'd for? Or previous to that, especially doing Adepticon for kind of a handful of years uh, before MCP was even around, uh, what's been your experience as far as TOing different games, if you have? Uh, I TO'd uh, Guild Ball for a decent chunk of time. Oh. Um and it was it was a very very simple game to to. Um, it's a re- it was a really tight rule set that was very very easy for people to understand. Um, so it was really easy. It wasn't complex like some of the games out there. Um, and I kind of feel that way with MCP as well. I think it's a really well written rule set. Um, and it's kind of an easy game to to. But yeah, those are the only two games I've ever to'd and. I never TO'd anything at Adepticon before. It's never been something that's been asked of me. But we needed uh we needed somebody to do it this year. And as as the hand of the tyrant, Hank was like, you need to go do it. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I take that back. I did TO a giant uh Warhammer Underworlds tournament one year at Adepticon too. Ooh, okay. This is like yeah, uh, they like Shade Spire early. Yeah, Shade Spire. Uh, Hank came up. He's like, "You played Shade Spire, right?" I'm like, "Yep." And he's like, "We don't have a TO for it. Uh, it starts over in about an hour." <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's yeah. My job's great. Uh, I I really like that. Just hank in general like i can just absolutely <laughs> see that just walking up to someone and be like hey you know how to read right <laughs> i need a you would be surprised how 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 often that happens <laughs> hank, hank very rarely will directly ask somebody to he'll walk up to a group of people and he'll look at something he's like huh those chairs need need moved and then he'll just walk away so he didn't directly ask anybody he was just like yeah that needs to get done <laughs> But he's a great dude. He's a great dude to work for. He really is. That that I could imagine. He's one of the most uh, respectful individuals. I think we can I we can cut that right because I normally don't give him any compliments. <laughs> It'll be the drop. I'll make it a TikTok. Don't worry. <laughs> Please do. Um, 
But Dan. Hi. What's a question that you you're thinking of right now? Uh well I'm checking my notes. <laughs> uh I don't um yeah, we had some in the group chat we were talking about earlier, <laughs> but they were mostly jokes. Yeah, they were. we we weren't super good at, at staying on task there. But um I guess moving away from Adepticon for a little bit and these affiliation boxes that they kind of just dropped this past week. Um, first off, it's super cool to see some pretty heavily discounted models. Yeah. Um, as far as kind of the short list of affiliation boxes that we would want to come out or we think are affiliations that are either underplayed or hard to get into as a new player. Uh, both both of you, Mike and Mike and Dan, what's uh are there any affiliations that come to mind as like this is really in dire need of having an affiliation set box that has four to five models in it that would really get someone up and running early with uh with an affiliation? I think Wakanda makes a lot of sense. That yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like Wakanda does. I'm trying um, to think of ones that don't what, six models currently. Yeah, and then you can if we follow the same format. Granted, we have one example of we could have Black Panther, Killmonger, Shuri, and Okoye as yeah. that affiliation box because the storm is on a like it wouldn't make sense. Uh, luckily, the, the way they package these things is they're all all characters are on their own sprues anyway, so you could throw storm in there, Correct. probably. Yeah. yeah, and those are cheaper boxes anyway. Because mm-hmm. like yeah, I Black think they're thirty five or what? Were yeah. they only thirty five? Yeah, think I think so. They were. So like. I could see that like for like 50 or less or even throw in the storm sprue and cards. That might be more difficult with the different tokens that would have to come with them. Yeah. It's probably a huge deciding factor. Well, it might be difficult too to throw in part of a box, right? Maybe. Yeah. Just as far as some of the tactics cards, because but who knows? Asgard is one that came to mind immediately for me of just okay. a Loki, Hela, Valkyrie, and Thor box. Yeah, that makes sense. Um well, that makes sense with the the new release announced too. Like that would be a good time to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, that it seems like we'll see that like next week probably, and then it would come with some of those like just like with the Black Order one come with some tactics cards that are exclusive to the Heimdall Scourge box. Yep. And then have that so you can get all caught up quick. Because I know I love the idea. The, the affiliation box, I think, is a really great idea, especially for new players or people that haven't been able to keep up on it. Because, like, we got in the game at ground level, so we've been able to keep up with releases as it goes. I can see getting into the game now and being like, oh, there's over 100 models. Yeah. And it's like, how do I pick and choose that? I want all of it kind of thing. And I know, like, Taylor is super excited for the affiliation boxes because he's like, I don't have any Black Order. I'd love to grab that box and save 30 bucks. Well, yeah, and and the fact that when you, depending on how you look at how that box is priced too, it is really attractive. Mm. Like effectively, it's you get Corvus and Proxima for ten bucks if you were going to buy a Black Dwarf and Ebony Maw. Yeah, because that was a fifty dollar box, I think. So for fifty nine ninety, I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, yeah, that box is sixty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic value. Mm -hmm. And coming with that card that is in. The blacks, because we had a whole discussion on the Discord. Um, as soon as it came out, and we're all like, ah, I don't know how I feel about this coming with exclusive things. And then we realized we did a little digging. 
just looking at the gallery information on AMG's site and was like, oh, that one card that doesn't come in Black Dwarf or Corvus's box is from Black Swan and Supergiant. So you get that card either way. So it's not exclusive. You know, it's like, okay, I have, I love this now. When I, at first I thought that was an exclusive card to that box. And I was like, I don't like that precedent. Cause like I would miss out on that card. Not because I don't need to buy those models again. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think we've seen any inkling from, from AMG that that is, that is a route that they're going to go down. Which is why I was nervous at first. Yeah. I was like, I don't like that. They might be starting that. And then we realized that wasn't the case. Okay, awesome. I love this idea of affiliation boxes. Keep them coming. Um, I think for characters like She-Hulk too, having She-Hulk maybe with some Inhumans, some Crystal and Medusa or something along those lines might be another one. Uh, A-Force is kind of a hard one to get started. Just out. a starter box full of A-Force right. models. Yeah. Mm. Go Because there's what? 20, 20 members of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. big one. The, the difficult with that one is a lot of those characters are smattered with non a force characters right. like yeah. wasp and ant-man or like crystal and lockjaw medusa and black bolt like yep. that one might be more difficult depending on how they have to build it like behind the scenes yeah that's what i was saying that would be one of the more difficult ones to kind of Tarkin saying Inhumans would be a super easy one for that just oh, those yeah. four models i just listed everything but beast and ronan <laughs> Oh, and Quicksilver. Guardian, Guardians 2 would be a really nice and easy one, too. That'd probably be relatively inexpensive, too. Yeah, you throw all three boxes, and then you got the whole squad of five. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And the other the other aspect of this that a lot of people don't think about is it makes it easier for retailers to stock this game at that point. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because you're not having multiple boxes on the wall of uh, Black Order. Now, instead of having, what, five, you can only have three and have the whole line now. Mm with the new the new box thanos and then the affiliation box with three boxes you can you can have everything for black order on the wall yep. um i th i think it's a, a really smart way to go for amg on some of this stuff yeah absolutely well and i know like our at our lgs it's like one wall dedicated to just uh, marvel champions and mcp now takes up a lot of space yeah but champions the game is so good I, any anything like that style of game i just i am over the moon for whether it was sentinels of the multiverse or marvel champions or just I, I love it love it love it love it um so moving over to the game that taylor yeah it was taylor that was yeah you're correct and taylor and i played this past week <laughs> tactical I got taylor a tactical taylor uh, he got to try out a list that he had been looking to do, which was an unaffiliated list. He loves those. Of everyone that was made out of metal. So <laughs> I, I love our theme based on that show. <laughs> uh, certainly not a competitive edge to what we do on that stream on, on the Twitch, but uh, <laughs> he played a team consisting of only metal characters. So he had Ultron, War Machine, Hulkbuster, Colossus, Colossus, and another one. Vision? No. No. Uh, Nebula. Nebula. And I think somebody else because you played 19 threat. No, that was, I think that was it because Hulkbusters. True. Oh, yeah, because you had more models than he did. Correct. Uh, and speaking of, I got to play Nate GG, Mr. Gamer Guilds himself's uh, <laughs> list that he put out a video for called Oops, All Rapid Fire and Rerolls. 
So good. Which uh, this particular one, I think 19 threat was kind of a difficult spot for that particular roster because and I, I went back and rewatched the video again and it's like, yeah, you have to take sin at 19 threat. And I was like, oh, that's why I had to take sin. But you had to take sin to make it affiliated. Oh, OK, because I was like, because, you know, you had sin on the table and I was like, wait a minute. Mystique is three and has rapid fire. She'd be way better there. But not criminal syndicate. But not criminal syndicate. Mm hmm. So the list I ran was Shadowlands, Daredevil. Mm, solid. Uh, Sin. Sin. <laughs> Winter Soldier. Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. Hood. Right. And Was Domino. Bullseye on there? No. Oh, Domino. That's it. So uh, I actually went a week without Bullseye on I, the stream? I did. That's wild. <laughs> you didn't play Bullseye? Wow. But And it was just because it was- He has rapid fire. He does. Well, somewhat. He has pincushion, which kind of, yeah. it, it's rapid fire. Um, yeah. Crystal is also on that roster, which, I mean, she can get three attacks off around, which is pretty rad. Potentially. Can does she, she fit? Does she fit the reroll thing because she's an inhuman? Uh, yes. Well, and she would get the reroll. So she could, I mean, potentially have three rerolls if Baron Zemo's near and if she's attacking someone with a... Uh, what well, does one of her attacks have rapid fire? I'm just forgetting that. No, uh, her superpower allows her to use an additional ability. Of yeah. Additional, yeah. That counts for the roster for funsies. It's it's close enough. Because why not? Yeah. All right. I'm you're, cool with you're that. You're getting an additional attack. That's all that really matters. <laughs> um, Crystal's brutal on that list. If you can get her in there and get some incinerates on things where you're getting rerolls and yeah. have potentially better rivals out, it can be... Yeah devastating oh that's so weird everyone has one defense die. <laughs> uh but that that list ended up being super fun it is surprisingly dead deadly for being just shocked to the brim with twos and threes yeah because we um, saw the a first for the channel during that battle didn't we not only yeah did a hulkbuster get cracked but uh it got he got taken all the way out killed baby iron man too killed a little baby iron man I came back to it and I was like, wait a minute. Okay, there's little Iron Man. And then I had to go do something else. I came back to the stream. And I was like, where'd he go? He's gone. He actually took him out. I mean, little Iron Man's not hard to take out, but you actually KO'd Hulkbuster. He, he, he is a little bit, though, uh, because he has that. He's, like, he's no joke. Yeah, because he can kind of boot scoot and back away if after he gets uh, <laughs> some damage. If you don't like take him down, he's probably going to leave. <laughs> bye-bye yeah and he has three mystic defense which i forgot about because i had hood go after him and i was like wait a minute <laughs> what do you two, mean two, my three. damage isn't going through <laughs> but yeah he's like two two three i think right hood did really well with those magic guns he doesn't have magic guns dan <laughs> they're just guns that he uses to fire his magic almost like a wand it's not the magic's inside there are not many things that i can reliably say to get you going but that works every time I and think, i love it i think very legitimately one of the things that uh like hulkbuster finally cracked chuck from no longer painting and assembling my models was <laughs> the fact that i had him shave off hood's guns <laughs> and put the fire in his hands so i could just scream that he does not have guns the magic is him it's not the guns so not only did he paint your models you're like I need you to do conversions on these as well. Oh, yeah. he has the most ridiculous request. Have you seen his iron fist that's wearing biker shorts and inline skates? <laughs> yes. Wait. Have you seen his cable what? covered in tacos? <laughs> so, 
why cable came with a bunch of extra pouches right so tacos and daredevil came or i'm not daredevil deadpool <laughs> and the taco truck came with a bunch of extra tacos so i was like chuck here's what i need you to do replace all those pockets on cable with all of the extra tacos that came in the taco truck and deadpool box <laughs> I, I thought it made all the sense in the world oh or the ancient one that is you in a bathrobe where you had to scope the hat uh, a cap on ancient one and then a beard what <laughs> <laughs> ancient one is tim in a bathrobe it's i, I wear it's kind of, of amazing i wear i need of, a picture of this at some point this yeah. is phenomenal I, I wear a lot of plaid and a lot of blue jeans and i always wear a hat so i was like chuck you know it's ancient one is kind of wearing a bathrobe could you and a, so it's not just a bathrobe it's a plaid bathrobe that he painted the plaid on too. dude come on <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he did it as long as he did. Yeah, Put up with your stuff. That's fair. And uh, my oh, professional man. casual network hat, he even painted it just uh, just the way it was. Mm. Beard. You're off. lucky he didn't stab you in the eye with a paintbrush. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it started with like, I just want a mustache on this guy. Like, yeah, one of the first ones I did for you was paint Hulk red and give him a mustache. Okay, I can handle that. The Modoc mustache. It's a simple, really simple request. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's they they've they've maybe gotten more complicated and more outlandish as time goes on. But I'm not told no, so I don't know where the line is. If no one ever says no, it's not my fault. Well, I, you found it, didn't you? I, yeah, I did, and it's I can't get it back either. I tried all sorts of other bargaining chips and stuff, and it's just not going to work. Oops. Yep. So anyway, I need to figure out how to paint. And Lindsay, do it. I already asked. <laughs> She was like, I was your painter before Chuck and I quit back then. I'm not gonna have to, I'm not gonna start back up to quit again. Contrast paints. So that's yeah, yeah lifesaver. That's probably where I'll go. But speaking of, what is your favorite thing to paint? As as part of the terrain team, do you feel a particular draw to painting terrain as a whole? Which I know is one of those things that people either really like painting terrain like taylor for instance really mm -hmm. enjoys terrain mm -hmm. dan is also one of our other prolific painters hates painting terrain not a fan of it so what about you mike for or against or do you just do it because <laughs> hank said oh look at all this terrain that needs to be painted <laughs> i hate it it's terrible it takes a lot of time it's um because we um the tables at adepticon i feel are are really uh, really high level tables. I think the mm -hmm. stuff we, we put out are yeah, is, real. is really, really good looking. Looks great. Um, and it just takes forever. <laughs> like it's, um, it's not like a model either. Like we, uh, you guys had them on stream, but the sanctums we had, yeah, like those assembly lines through, I think eight people or something like that. Like, wow, so wow. eight different people touched those and did different things on them. I think. It's like um, one person just painted all the windows and then got another one and painted all the windows and then got another one and painted. Yeah, because some of these some of these guys they'd have I've got red in my gun, give that here. I'll I'll take care of that the red part. Next guy does the yellow, next guy does Oh, gotcha. You know. Um it's it was fun at the beginning, um, but it uh it's it, it's tedious. But it's it's something that needs to happen, like especially for a show like Adepticon. Uh, my personal stuff, I get to put my own flair on it. So I don't mind it a lot. The stuff like at my, my game store, um, it doesn't have to be as nice as the stuff for Depticon either. Cause I'm not that great of a painter. Um, 
But uh, yeah, the stuff for Adepticon is it's tedious. But I will say, walking around seeing all the stuff you you've done and the stuff that we've put out, it's very satisfying at the show. But getting there is rough. Now, is it is it a little bit of a different situation too when you have somewhat of an assembly line thing of a bunch of people that I assume for the most part you get along with, where everyone's just kind of sitting down at tables, spending a couple weekends or, or something, eating. You know what I mean? Eating, drinking, yeah, painting. So Hank has set up these these uh, things called uh, spray team weekends, and what it is is he brings in all these different guys, and they all they all of them are cool. Uh, they all they're all extremely talented painters. Like I'm like the kid, they sit in the corner with a brush and they're like, try not to mess any of that cool stuff up. Um, <laughs> like waffle. Right. <clears throat> but, uh, but no, they, we watch bad movies. We, we have food. We, and, and normally it's in Peoria, Illinois in the dead of winter. So it's like 10 degrees and snowy and icy outside. So, <laughs> It's miserable weather, but uh, the company's good. The guys are extremely talented that come in to do the do the painting and everything. And it makes it a lot easier because before there was only about four guys uh, out of a very small garage in a very small town here in Illinois that was putting out most of like our 40K touring. We've expanded that. We do multiple different game systems now and stuff like that. So it's Hank's, Hank's done a good job cultivating a team that can come in and do that sort of work. So it is it is one team that does all of the games effectively for with the terrain of the Depticon, like across the board. So um the spray team does Necromunda, does uh 40k, does MCP, did Guild Ball when we when we ran that, um, did Warcry. Um, so uh, the majority of those games were done by one team, and then the other games we provide. We have a MC or not MCP. We have a Star Wars Legion team and then we have an AOS team. So there's three. I think there's only three teams that really put out all that terrain. But that major that spray team that Hank put together puts out terrain for multiple games. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, for real. Guys, those guys are extremely talented. They just they knock it out of the park every year. Yeah, I mean, we were kind of blown away, honestly, by yeah. by both the the quantity and quality kind of across all of those tables it was pretty stellar. Like uh, the Quinjets that were on on stream and everything, those were all done by those guys. And oh, some of those yeah. were like, I haven't stolen that Hydra one yet, but I'm definitely going to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of the Quinjets were absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, that that sneaky stealth Hydra one was uh, just Oh, it had character. Incredible. It really did. Yep. I've already stolen the shield one, so I just need to steal the hydra one. Now too. <laughs> Danny is known for just sorry, Hank, slipping things into her purse. Yeah, and, you know, and just being like, "Whoop!" I'm surprised she didn't do it with a Quinjet. May have been obvious what kind though. Of purse is she carrying? Like, yeah, it's those gonna, things are cute. Yeah, they're really, really awkward big. next year when she shows up with a giant purse. That's like <laughs> <comically> large. <laughs> but. Um, if she could just come with one of the VIG swag bags and run out of there like like the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Big old bag of terrain over her shoulder. You'll never catch me. <laughs> yeah. Sounds just like her, too. <laughs> um, now, going to, trying to sound like the Joker and not like the. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, as far as what you've been playing recently, so Thursday nights, right, are your normal MCP night. 
Um, yeah, thanks for ruining that. Uh, listen, if there's one thing I do, it's apparently ruin people's fun with Marvel Crisis Protocol. But <laughs> what what have you been running recently? What rosters? What squads? Uh, what's what's your go to? Uh, I am a I'm a giant Brotherhood fan, so I've been playing a lot of Brotherhood. Um, I I ever since finishing Juggernaut and Rogue Two, it's been it's been a lot of fun because those two are I. I <laughs> my instinct is to take Magneto rogue and juggernaut in every list Start it that way. Like I'm a bad black order player, but like, um, <laughs> cause all black order players are bad, but, um, uh, but no, uh, it's the flexibility you have. Mystique has become a really good leader for them with some of those higher point models. Yep. Uh, and messing around with them has been a lot of fun. I, I normally shy away from kind of the, the big bruiser types, but there is just something so satisfying about running Juggernaut around a table. He's so much fun. Um, and, and him on, um, oh, uh, Montesi Formula. Oh, yeah. Moving in a, a strength nine beam is just <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. It's, oh, it's so satisfying, assuming it's not targeting you. Um, I think Rogue's my favorite new piece, though, because I got to uh, I got to punch Drax and then throw him off the top of the Sanctum into a piece of terrain to kill him. So she's <laughs> awesome. she just does all sorts of cool stuff. Oh, she well, and between the drain, the throws, uh, she has a charge. Yeah. Like, so she has so many ways to do damage. Mm-hmm. She's sneaky about that. that. Her drain ability is is super cool. I love it. Yeah. Yep. I got to use that recently, and I was like, that was awesome. I think it right? worked. I've only used it wrong against people that were like loaded up on power thinking I was going to do damage. And I was like, well, oh, nuts. I didn't read it again. (laughs) (laughs) I think I got lucky. I used it on somebody that had no power. I mean, not lucky. It was the plan. They had no power. So she just did like, boop, three damage or something like that. And it was like, wow, that is really good. Well, there's no defense roll for it. So it's just like, well, you're just taking it. Straight damage is gross in that game. Yeah, for real. And I've always been a huge fan of a lot of the counterattack stuff where you can just put damage on. And the fact that this is one that's not a reaction you can just do on your activation is is really nice. Really nice. And the fact she's in Brotherhood, she can get powered up pretty easily Mm -hmm. as well, which is which is Mm -hmm. super nice for her. Yep. But yeah. All right. Well, I think I think that's gonna be it for this week. Mike, thank you so much for for coming by no here. problem an absolute yeah, delight um and uh we're absolutely uh, you know ripping off uh your what if event and we hope to honestly that we hope that format really spreads because we absolutely adore it um and i can't thank you enough for 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 running that out there because it, it was it, it's it's so on brand honestly for um for marvel crisis protocol it, just a bunch of wacky stuff happening that is just cool there's you know what i mean yeah it's difficult to to beat the cool factor um, that you've instilled into what if. Well, I appreciate that. I hope you guys have a good time with the with the event. Let me know how it goes. Let me know how that sixty second clock works, so I can tell Hank that he's wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely give you feedback on that. <laughs> cool. But all right, everybody, if you haven't already, please make sure to head over to Facebook.com slash professional casual. Check out the Longshanks link where you can sign up for that event. Only a couple spots left that will be May 28th, Memorial Day weekend on Saturday at Bearded Dragon Games. You can find them at beardeddragongames.online or at facebook.com slash Comics. I think. It's, uh, it's something different. Yeah. But 
If you haven't already, uh, professionalcasual.com. You know, give us a like, give us a follow here if you enjoy this, and uh, tune in Monday where I will be playing some live Marvel Crisis Protocol uh, on the Twitch, twitch.tv slash professional casual network at 7 p.m. Eastern. And this next week, I'll be playing Dan? Probably. Probably Dan. I want to say, let's let's go like 80%, yeah. I haven't played in a couple weeks. I don't think I have anything going on Monday, so it shouldn't be a problem. So he's going to be a little bit rusty. Uh, and as always, we know how that goes. Make sure to comment below what list you want to see us play. Uh, I forget the the gentleman that mentioned it in, um, oh gosh, in the chat last week on the Twitch, but he gave us three lists that we had talked about, and I'm excited to run one of them. Maybe oh, yeah. even we can run both of them. I might play one, or I might finally play the I Blued Myself team. That's true. All blue characters. So who is in the I, I I blued myself? I think it's 19 threat or 19 or 15. I guess you got Beast, Mystique, uh, Ronin, Nebula, Proxima. And then if you need more points, you throw in Venom with his blue shading. Yeah, depending on. Yeah, fair. In the 90s oh, comics, his highlights are always blue. Like reach. <laughs> it is a little bit, but I was running out of... Well, you know, in, in the future, he could be replaced with uh, Supergiant. Yes. Whenever she comes out. Or uh, she comes out in June. And, and not to uh, make myself realize even more how much I underappreciated Chuck, uh, Loki, uh, he did as half Frost Giant Loki, oh, yeah. half regular Loki. So you could potentially throw him in that. That's in another show. reach. You could put Loki in there. Yeah. Because he's naturally blue <laughs> like doesn't like that idea at all <laughs> the other three rosters that we put together uh on the twitch they were all 20 points uh, one was oh, called wow. hands free and they were okay. all characters in the mcu that lost a hand or an arm oh yeah that was a great one so it was thor doctor strange black dwarf winter soldier and Groot. i would absolutely play that there was memorial day for a lot of the characters that have uh spoiler alert passed in the mcu Vision, Gamora, Ancient One, Iron Man, Quicksilver, and Black Widow. And then, okay, yeah, I like that one too. And then there's the Tim Can't Roll support list. Oh no, because uh, notoriously bad rolls heavily rely mm -hmm. on bad luck mechanics. Where we have Loki, Corvus Glaive with the Reality Gem, Daredevil, Black Panther, and Taskmaster, so I can get as many re rolls as possible. All right, I like the first one. I already forgot. Oh, the the I just like the theme of that one a lot. Yeah, hands free is excellent. <laughs> Who were those from? Did you have the, did you copy the name? Yes. Uh, it was uh, Mike O'Connor. Ah, thanks, Mike O'Connor. So I forget what his Twitch name is, but thank you, Mike. Really appreciate that. But as we said, guys, thank you so much. And uh, why not go over to Adepticon.org and check out uh, and make sure to get notifications from that site so you can know when all the stuff for Adepticon 2023 is going to be coming out as. I already can't wait. Well, yeah, for real. <laughs> I right, can. guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you so much once again thank you to mr michael tisdale and we will see you all monday for some uh some live oh yeah Marvel Christmas Protocol. bye bye i love you see you